everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fun to Speculate. I'm your host, Aaron, and sitting across from me at today's preschool table, because this show is recorded at a preschool table, my <laughs> guest pointed out to me today, uh, is Stephen Barnhill. Yes, thanks for having me on. CEO of High Spirits Beverage. What else yes. would you like people to know about you? Yeah, so uh, the founder of Doc's Place That's uh, correct. in Jamaica, family business that we have. I've been there. It's cool. Yeah. You and should check it out. Yeah, so the CEO of, of High Spirits. This is my little uh, beverage baby here. and uh, I'm so excited to finally try this because we've talked about it so long because we've known each other for a while, and I've never, I haven't had one in my hands before. Yeah, this is exciting. This is the first yeah. time. It's exciting. Very I know excited. We, I, I came here the first time, I think, when we were still discussing like final formulations and hammering everything out. So it's cool that I can be here now with the final product packaged, yeah. labeled, and yeah. ready to drink. And it's Well, let's just crack these open really quick. Sure. And uh, I'll tell our listeners today what we are going to be speculating about on today's episode of Fun to Speculate. Stephen and I, by the way, have known each other for a month. Uh, Six months, nine months. It's been a yeah, while. almost, almost a year. A year. Almost yeah, yeah, yeah. A year. Uh, we've, we're working on a secret project together, which I think I can actually talk about. It's called Healthy Dose of High, a new show that's going to be on the WeTube. It's incredible. Can't wait for you guys to see it. It might be out by the time that this podcast is out, and if it is, we'll link it down below. Otherwise, make sure you follow Healthy Dose of High on Instagram and check out this show that we've all been creating together. But today's episode is going to be all about the future of travel. Ooh. And uh, I'm going to be drinking this CBD-infused Moscow Mule from this lovely crystal glass that my dad's girlfriend gave me because she's moving out of her house. Yeah, these are great glasses. Shouts out, Maylin. Thank you. <laughs> and what flavor are you drinking? So I am having the mojito, the peach okay. and elderflower mojito. I love that. And you've got the uh, bourbon and blood orange Moscow Mule. Mm, that's delicious. You want, you want to try it? Here, I'll pass it to you. <laughs> getting producer blood is all the action um so yeah yesterday we uh were all just talking a little bit about um you know it's delicious uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah thanks man yesterday in our our little group chat we were talking about you guys were talking about the hyperloop which is what made me want to talk about you know the future of travel today on this episode right um but let's get started with the hyperloop because it's being built where you live right yeah, so basically uh, they've narrowed down and Elon Musk started the uh, Hyperloop sort of as an open source thing. Right. And then companies have, you know, companies that were already established began working on it and, you know, using some of the technology that was already out there. Startups were started. And so basically what has happened is I believe that Virgin, uh, Richard, Branson Richard Branson's company, is yeah. the one that's the furthest along. Okay. And they kind of scoured the globe and said, well, what routes would make the most sense to do a project like this? Right. And they narrowed it down to 10. And I live in Houston. So one of the 10 is actually a triangle between Houston, Austin, and Dallas. Wow. So I'm not sure exactly when they're going to break ground on that. Sure. It's uh, still a little bit up in the air. But I did see this morning that the um, Saudi Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabian government issued a grant to begin for um, Abu Dhabi to Dubai. Yes, and that was sort of well. No, so this is I, I think so. Yes, Abu Dhabi to Dubai. I think so too. I think uh, I was doing a little bit of research about it last night, and it seems like the the Abu Dhabi to Dubai one is the one that they like were really modeling the pitch for the whole program through. Like, there's like a whole advertisement for the Hyperloop, and we should talk about what it is and how it works, but. Um, 
the whole advertisement for the Hyperloop is that route from Abu Dhabi to Dubai. And the guy like books his thing on, you know, he's like, I need to get from here to here at this time. And he, he it gets him like through the app, it gets him like a car to the station to getting into this pod thing. That's like a living room. Yeah. little box right and you just sit in it and then that pods next to a bunch of other little pods and a bigger longer pod comes and sucks up all the small pods inside of it yes so like little pods go into one long stick pod and they all get thrown into this tube tunnel that basically operates using magnetic energy right yeah so so and i think they've reached speeds of up to 700 miles an hour which, which is, is faster insane. than a plane Exactly. And the cool thing about the Hyperloop as opposed to a plane is that planes have certain schedules, right? So when I was coming here to Denver, I had to say, okay, what time can I make the flight schedule work for my schedule? Right. Whereas the Hyperloop, it's sort of a show up and go sort of thing, almost like waiting in line for a roller coaster. So you get to the station, you wait in line, and then the next train that comes, they come every few minutes or so. Right. You hop on and you go. So there's no set time like the flight from Houston to Charlotte is in the morning at 7 a.m. or in the evening at 7 p.m. No, you just show up right. and you get in line and then you go, which do you is think, really cool. Do you think that um, Virgin will do their Hyperloop system in Texas like more passenger train-wise where it's like less you – because I think Abu Dhabi and Dubai, they will do this like glamorized pot thing where it's like you book a living room. Yeah. A gorgeous thing, and you, you sit there for that because they are – it's very glamorous. It's very that there. But yeah. I feel like in Texas, won't it just be like more like get in the passenger section and take a well, seat? You would think so, but yeah. Virgin has been known to be kind of an opulent company. They are a bit opulent, you know, aren't they? He, they have that cruise coming out that's like a adults-only, no-buffet, fancy-schmancy cruise, right. and you know their planes. I've flown on some of their planes, and mm-hmm. they're really high-end. So I think Branson, he kind of has a flair for the opulent. Yeah. So if he's the one that's leading the charge and producing you know, the, these, uh, these Hyperloop systems, I could see him throwing that... that uh, Touch like of at luxury least, into everything. At know? least super comfy seats. For sure. You know, like at least super comfy seats. But the yeah, in this commercial, and we'll link it in the podcast notes because uh, I think it's very cool to watch. It kind of like sells the whole experience. Just how he like, you, you like you can book like a dining room, you know, like they just have all these different things. And I'm not sure if it'll actually happen, but the idea of it is just so cool. It's super cool. What's the times like? Do you know what timing would be from each place in Texas? Yeah, so they're saying like Houston to Dallas is mm-hmm. sub 30 minutes. Okay. And, and how long is that taking a car? That would be about three and a half, four in a car. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in less than 30 minutes, you could just get there. Yeah. It, it, it would literally allow for people. It, it basically becomes one big metropolitan area, Houston, Austin, and Dallas at right. that point. Because people could live in Austin and work in Houston or live in Houston and work in Dallas do business between the cities, come back and forth. You know, it's literally, yeah, I don't know Texas, but I feel like people would love to live in Austin and work in Houston. Yeah. Is that true? Absolutely. Accurate. Yeah. Or, or even somebody, I mean, I personally really love living in Houston, but Austin is becoming kind of what they call the second sort of Silicon Valley. A lot of tech startups and things like that are going on in Austin right now. And for me, I've, really love Houston. There's a great vibe there. Um, really? But if I had happened to be in the tech space mm-hmm. and wanted to keep my residence in Houston and, and be a part of that industry in Austin, you know, that's available to you with the Hyperloop. That's so interesting. It is like, how is the Hyperloop system say as it's developed over the next 50 years and connects all of the different places that want to be connected, how much that's going to evolve culture? 
You know, it, it's what I was saying um, to my brother recently. Our generation saw the world get connected through the internet. So we got connected in a virtual way right. where we can see what each other are doing anywhere in the world instantaneously. Right. right. I think the next generation is going to see the world get connected in a physical way. Yeah. You, we're going to see people be able to get to other people and other places almost in an instantaneous basis. And easily. That's so interesting because technology changed the way we do business, obviously. Like sure. I can't imagine, uh, you know, in my profession having to mail information back and forth right? or like, you know, like the, like I, my whole team is scattered across the country because we can all c communicate in an instant. But if I could, you know, get my like one, like there's this girl spike. She's incredible. We call her the Siri of the weed too, because she just oh, knows yeah. everything. And she lives in Ohio. If I could get spike to like Denver in an hour once in a while, Oh, that would change everything. Total game changer. Yeah. So I'm very excited for this future where we can go wherever. And, and the same thing with me in LA, I have to go to LA all the time yeah. and it's such a quick flight. It's less than two hours usually, but going through security and then landing in LAX, like doesn't matter the minute you touch the ground, you got an, a minimum an hour before you're outside of the airport. You know what I mean? Like exactly. driven away. So it's like, it's four hours minimum, no matter what, if I could hop on a train and get to LA in the same amount of time and well, I guess it would be less time even. It probably would be less time. That would be incredible. And I think the technologies are going to compound on each other. You know, yeah. when, when you see growth happening right now at a faster pace than ever. Constantly Because tripling. the world is connected mm -hmm. at, a, at a quicker, we can, we can exchange information and ideas in a much quicker way, in a virtual way right now. So imagine how much more it would be compounded if we could do it in a physical way. It's seriously really interesting. Producer Vlad, would you mind looking at the other 10 projects that they're going to start with Hyperloop? Yeah, Just out of curiosity. Most of them are in North America. I know I saw there was uh, Mexico City to Guadalajara. Okay. And I think that Mexico City, I believe, is like the, I, I'm confident it's the largest city in North America. And I think they have something like 30 million population in the metro area. Okay. Um, so you're talking about hundreds of millions of people just in North America being connected, you know, in a very rapid basis. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. And I know there's a, I think there's Toronto to Montreal. Okay. Um, and then obviously Silicon Valley to LA. Wow. Yeah. New York. Um, I believe it's to Philly. Have to get New York user, to Philly. Yeah. To okay. Check this one. But another one I think they said was, um, like the Chicago, uh, Columbus, Ohio, that whole. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Sure. Sure. Ooh, yeah, handing the information over. We're going to know Here the facts go. now. Yeah. The upcoming routes for the hyper yeah, tube. Is that what it's called? Hyperloop. <laughs> hyper tube, but uh, that's actually a cool name, too. What's it called? It's technically a tube. Right? Yeah. You know? What's it called? Hi hyperloop. Hyperloop. Got it. Okay, okay, okay. So let's see here. Ooh. So we have Cheyenne to Denver to Pueblo. I'm not familiar with the geography up here, but. Uh, I don't know where Cheyenne or Pueblo. Cheyenne is in Wyoming. Right. Cheyenne is above us and Pueblo is about four hours below us. So that's about an eight, eight hour drive connection of places. It's, it's an interesting, I guess it's, it's getting a station started. It's not where I want to go. Oh, that sounds what's, weird. <laughs> Sorry for all the listeners there in Cheyenne and Sorry. Pueblo. <laughs> Love you, Cheyenne and Pueblo. Love you. I'll drive there. It's only four hours away. Take me all the way to Vegas or bust. There we go. And then from Vegas to so LA. So is Pueblo in Nevada? No, Pueblo is still in Colorado. In Colorado, okay. it's, it's very south. Gotcha. It's, it's beautiful too. 
But I would drive there. I would want my car. So then yeah. we have we have Chicago to Columbus to Pittsburgh. That was the other one there. Okay. And then we've got Miami to Orlando. That'll be a fun one. Okay. Chicago to Columbus to Pittsburgh? Yeah. And not Pittsburgh to Philadelphia to New York yet? No, it doesn't oh, show that, that one. Yeah, That would be right after. Yeah. That'll be right after. It'll be Pittsburgh to Philly to New York. That, what's happening, I think, is you'll see a lot of these just eventually ultimately get linked together. Mm-hmm. Like Miami to Orlando. Well, it would make sense to pop right up to Atlanta from there and then to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then that ties into They're just deciding which ones are going to be the most profitable to build the rest of the network first. Yeah. And I think which states are, are being favorable to... Um, allowing them to begin construction and not have to jump through as many hoops and stuff like that. Okay. I think that plays into it quite a bit. So then we have Dallas, Houston, and Austin. Okay. That's the triangle there. And there's no other triangles, right? That's Um, a good triangle. It's a really good triangle. Because they go to all of them. Yeah, all of them. Okay. Each way to each one. So yeah, you're connecting Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, and Houston. I know Houston is... I think about 6 million in total population right now. Dallas is not far behind, and then Austin's a couple million. So that's connecting quite a few people. Mm. And then we have the Mexico City to Guadalajara. And then India was... India. I know I'm going to... Well, yeah, that's... If there's anywhere where a lot of people need to be moved for, you know, a very reasonable price on a a regular basis, I would think India would be, you know, prime for it. So I'm going to botch this completely. Let me see. Ben... Bengaluru to Bengaluru to she and I. I don't know where that is. I would want to look on a map. Um, And then Canada to uh, Montreal to Toronto, which that's interesting. That is an interesting one. Yeah, that's in there. It's it's an above ground tube, right? They're not building it below ground. It's an above ground tube, and it uses magnetic propulsion to basically just constantly throw the pods forward. Yeah. I think it's something similar to the bullet train, you know, okay. where they use magnetic propulsion, but it's in a vacuum tube, so there's no drag and no um This is friction. a good drink, Steve. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad I like you like it a lot. It. I figured you would like the mule. That's I why. do. So it's I like very that good. One for you. How's the public transportation in Houston where you live? It's not bad. We have um, not? some decent train systems, um, buses. Houston is really spread out. Mm-hmm. So we're actually, a lot of people don't know this, we're the third most populated city in the country. Okay. We just took over Chicago. So it's New York, LA, and then Houston. Wow. But it's not, we don't all live on top of each other like they do in New York City. It's spread out. Very spread out. It's that's the that's the Texas vibe, big okay. a big Texas city, you know. So, the tr- the public transportation does a pretty good job of connecting the Is different quick? pockets of Houston. It's relatively quick. Okay. You know, I think in general the U.S public transportation systems is not quite as advanced as some other countries like oh, Japan. Oh, for sure. And, you know, it's, so it's okay by U.S. standards, but I think uh, yeah. some other countries are outdoing us for sure. Denver is just the worst, to be honest with you. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> our train system, like our light rail system, like I would never use it. I would never use it. The amount of time it takes to get anywhere is just absurd. Like they're, I don't know, it creates more problems than it solves, and I feel like that's never good with public transit. A lot yeah. of people didn't like it when it first came out. So... I'm just saying it's, it's interesting that we're getting uh, bullet trains around the country. Hopefully that will help public infrastructure. We need more infrastructure. We need new infrastructure. Definitely. And it's the important. thing that I like about the Hyperloop is that it's advertised to be very cheap. Yeah. So it's like $20 one way. Which is, yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome, right? I th- It will take planes off the ground. For sure. It will. Do you think aviation, the aviation industry is like worried? They should be. Between that yeah. and Elon Musk... And the rocket anywhere in the world system, interplanetary, 
rocket system? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think it'll be much like what we saw with Big Tobacco when e-cigarettes came out. Mm-hmm. Those companies, the the aviation companies, are all multi-billion dollar companies. Mm-hmm. So if they see this as a promising technology that's starting to take heed and is costing them some market share, they just go in and buy them up. You know, or, 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 or invest in and own a percentage of. I mean, that's technically what yeah. Virgin is doing already. Exactly. They're like, we're an airline, but this is probably the future. It's like the evolve or die sort of business um, strategy. Will Virgin then own the tubes? I don't know. I'm not, I, I mean, obviously they own their, but it's a good question if another company wanted to operate in those tubes. Right. Is it all private? To? I don't know. I'm, I'm not really sure how that's all going to work out. Is there government funding involved? Let us know down in the comments. We'll, yeah. I would love to know. Let's speculate about Let's it. speculate <laughs> about it. Um, okay, another interesting topic about the future of travel. I, have, I, watched, I watched some stuff and read some stuff, so I have some cool cars that we can talk about later too that are going to be possibilities in the very near future. But first of all, let's do talk about Elon Musk and the interplanetary travel system, which guarantees travel to most places from anywhere on the planet to anywhere on the planet in under 30 minutes. Yeah, that's that's like total next level. How do you and possible within our lifetime? Yeah, I think we'll see it. He just leased. Uh, he did a ten year lease with the Port of Los Angeles uh, for two million dollars a year for SpaceX. Yeah, I mean that's really incredible. Yeah, you know, and it, it was big news when uh, the privatized. Um, it was actually Virgin as well. Funny enough, came out with the rocket that could propel you into space and you could do, I think one or two loops around the globe before coming back. But it was like something like a quarter of a million dollars per ride. So right. it's kind of like a fun hobby yeah. or fun thing to do for the Uber wealthy. Right. But if he can somehow figure out a way for if like cost efficient rocket travel from Denver to Mumbai, I mean, that's, that is literally what accomplishes what we were talking about earlier in the show, which is literal, um, immediacy of being able to be not only virtually with somebody, but physically with somebody in under an hour. Right. I'm reading this book right now that has talked about the, uh, the technological revolution, the scientific revolution and all those different things throughout humanity and how quickly things sped up, especially with the scientific revolution. And I feel like in like the last, well, my whole life, I feel like the world has been at sort of like a stagnance. Like we haven't come out with a lot of crazy new stuff as much as we have in the last hundred years in the last 30 years, 20 years, we've been just like improving what we have. And I feel like all of a sudden everything is about to change. Like yeah. everything's about to get so much better. For sure. Did you see about our, I uh, hear about the Uber drones that are supposed to be in um, operation by the time the Olympics comes to LA in 2028. Wow. So it's supposed to like move people. Cause you, I mean, you go to LA a lot, so you know, like getting from Venice beach to West Hollywood yeah. at four o'clock in the afternoon, like you might as well just bring a blanket and a pillow. Cause you're going to be in traffic for three hours. But right. This is, and then obviously compound the amount of people that are coming for the Olympics right. um, in eight years. So they're saying that they're going to have these drones that are moving people from pockets of the city to other pockets of the city. Um, and that's going to be not, it was going to be two Olympics from now. So eight years. I don't know if I have seen that specifically, but one of the vehicles I learned about and apparently Airbus is creating it. And it's like a vehicle that is this pod system that you sit in and it's kind of like a car. There's like a seat in it and there's like a windshield and 
you or you like order rides. So like it will say like you you take the pod somewhere and it can be part of a car and then the car parks and then a and then a drone top comes and picks the pod off the car and takes you somewhere else. And then it'll come put a different pod on that car bottom. And it's like an inner society exchangeable car thing, you know, like probably through like an Uber or something like that. But Airbus is making it, which is crazy. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to see some major advancements in transportation in our lifetime. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be extremely cool. And with that, we're going to take a quick break from our sponsors and we'll be right back. I'm very excited to have this episode sponsored. I hope you're excited too. Just listen to this quick little summary about this great, awesome product that I'm going to tell you about and you're going to you're gonna be so happy, okay? Today's sponsor is Klarwind. Klarwind is a brand new company out of Korea and they specialize in making air purifiers. Klarwind air purifiers are AHAM certified. They have an ETL certificate and they have a CADR value, which is clean air delivery rate. I have a Klarwind air purifier in my home and I love it a lot. It has a lot of different functions like 18 steps on fan speed plus turbo mode automatic mode which is really cool like if i uh, smoke a little weed in my house and the air purifier senses it it just turns right on it has sleep mode a turn on timer iot smart app for android and iphone and it also works with the alexa home system you can compare clarwind air purifiers to any other brand but if you're looking at the cadr it's impossible to find similar products at a similar price clarwind air purifiers are recommended to allergy and asthma patients pet lovers of course it's great for smokers as well as people who work in dusty places like workshops you can use coupon code errand and that's my name a-r-e-n-d 420 that's errand 420 for a discount you actually literally get 35% off. Can you believe that? If producer Vlad was here right now, he would not be able to believe that. He is here. He's just not on the mic. (laughs) Can you believe it, producer Vlad? No. It's crazy. Coupon code errand 420 Yeah. Thank you so much, Clarwin, for sponsoring this episode of Fun to Speculate. We appreciate you so much. Like I said, I use Clarwin air purifier in my home. I actually have two of them. They're both set up on automatic. I really, really enjoy them. I've noticed a sincere difference, especially because in Colorado, we currently have an F rating from the American Lung Association and our air quality is really not that great. That's why I was so excited to get a Clarwin of my own and work with them. So thank you so much, Clarwin, for sponsoring this episode. We appreciate you. Again, if you guys are interested, you can get it at the link in the show notes or on Amazon com coupon code errand 420 oh my god they're ranked number four out of 200 different models by energy star for those of you who don't know how to spell clarwind it's k-l-a-r-w-i-n-d that's clarwind k-l-a-r-w-i-n-d coupon code errand 420 a-r-e-n-d 420 on amazon.com get yourself 35 percent off clean your air feel better about it thank you clarwind we appreciate you okay welcome back I hope you enjoyed that ad by Clarwind. You should buy a Clarwind, Steven. Yeah, I should. They're good for your home. It's Perfect. an air purifier. Do you know that? I did not know that. I'll but show I was you. going along. I have one in the house. I'll show you. Okay. It's actually really cool. <laughs> it's reduced dust in my house like a lot. It is good. Yeah, that's a good lot. to have. Yeah, it's great. Especially to have. in Houston, because if there is one downside of Houston, it is the oil and gas capital oh, yeah. of the country. So our right. water and our air, you know, we I go through quite a few zero water filters a month. Wow. They said they're supposed to last six months. Mine lasts like six days. Wow. Maybe two weeks. Maybe two weeks if I'm lucky. Wow. <laughs> Someone should do something about that, right? No, never. Anyways, um, <laughs> moving on. Maybe Back. To, oh, yeah. Okay. As of today, Jeff Bezos don't, uh, gave $10 billion to fight climate change yesterday, which I think is good. That's cool. Good. We'll see what he does. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. 
that's kind of like an open-ended thing, right? I'm giving it to fight climate change. Like you how? kind of want some more specific. Where? Like what does that mean? What does that you mean? Know? Did you build $10 billion worth of carbon capture plants? Well. Because if you did, then cool. But I don't know. I don't know if you did do yeah, that. You could speculate about it on a different episode. What should <laughs> Jeff Bezos's $10 billion be spent on for climate change? Exactly. I'm pretty sure Greta Thunberg yeah. probably already has a plan. We're going to allocate Jeff's money for Give it to Greta. Give it all to <laughs> Greta. She will figure it out. You know what I mean? She's only a child. <laughs> I'm actually, I probably don't give it to Greta. That's probably too much pressure for her. Oh, exchange Oops. is happening. Love that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we were, uh, during the break, we were talking about a couple things. Uh, and one of the things you mentioned was the proposed system by yet again, may I remind you everything we've talked about so far, Elon Musk. Yes. I'm a big fan. I have what a is Tesla. His deal? You have a Tesla. I do. I do. And it's the best car I've ever owned by far. It's, yeah. it, 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 like driving it feels like, okay, I'm driving something that's the next generation, the next evolution yeah. of vehicle for yeah. sure. For Car sure. 2.0. Yeah. Right? That's Absolutely. what you said. I would love to have a Tesla one day. Elon, if you're watching, just kidding. You're not Elon Musk ain't gonna give me a fucking Tesla. But you are cool. <laughs> and like also, what is wrong with you? Because you are literally like so cool. And just I think it's just no one I think he doesn't know how to take no for an answer. And that's yeah. good. That's yeah. all it takes. We need people like that. In the we world, for do sure. need people like that, which is why I think I should maybe revisit my idea about capturing all the ice as it melts in Antarctica before it hits the ocean. Yeah. Capturing it, putting it into reservoirs, filtering it because we don't know what kind of diseases are in it that could be released back into the wild, you know? Sure. Maybe I should stop letting people, mainly Ariana, tell me no. <laughs> I, I think I think every good company and every good CEO or effective person like Elon yeah. has to sort of be counterbalanced by somebody who can bring him back to reality. And I think that's the beauty of what allows these major um, projects and companies and ventures to go forward is you have people of all different strengths. So you need oh, the dreamer wow. and you need the Practical. The person that brings the dreamer back to the ground. If I ever got the chance to like talk to Elon Musk, that would be my first question. Like, who's the person that's just telling you no sometimes? Is exactly. there anyone out there that's just like, Elon? Like, yeah. who is that? A, a supercharger on Mars is just not in the cards this decade. <laughs> not this decade, but maybe next decade, sweetie. Exactly. You know? <laughs> like, who is that for Elon? Anyways, the proposed plan is about tunnels underneath Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, What do you understand about them? I'm going to drink some of this. So... Candidly, not much. Mm. I know that there is uh, some projects to uh, that he's put together where basically you would drive your vehicle to a certain station mm -hmm. in, let's say, for Venice Beach, and you need to get to Orange County, and you basically go underground. The vehicle connects in some way to a... Um, I don't know if it's a pod or a platform or what. And it's it a platform. It looks like it hooks onto your tires, and uh, I think it is the same thing as that same open source hyperloop technology. Yeah. I think it's just instead of a pod, it's a platform that your car gets attached to and then it grabs the platform and throws it to Venice beach. Yeah. That using would... magnets. See, so yeah, that that's pretty much my understanding as well, yeah. which is, which is like next level. I think that one is hard for people. It's hard for me to wrap my brain around how it works or how it saves me time, but I'm sure that it does somehow. Like, cause if you're yeah. waiting in line to go from, say downtown LA to Long Beach and you wait in line for your turn in the pod and you have to wait for 15 minutes maybe 
that's way faster than fighting all that traffic from LA to Long Beach. For sure. I wonder if he'll have <laughs> a uh, fast pass lane for Tesla drivers like myself. Definitely. We just pull right up and cut everybody. Well, and that's, <laughs> listen, we were talking about that last night too, is, you know, you said all of these car companies who are like the big guys, if they really wanted to like get rid of Tesla, they could like if they really wanted to. But I think he is really just setting himself up to be the only one. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll see inevitably a lot of the car companies go into electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. I think it was Volvo that said they're going to be all electric by 2025. Okay. The thing that Elon has is, one, the the customer service is fantastic. Okay. And, um, like, the way that they work on their cars is... It, so, so for example, I went and took mine in for some, like, routine service, and they give you a loaner car. Right. Um, Literally, they were like, well, so sorry, Mr. Barnhill. We don't have any loaner cars, but we're going to text you $300 in Uber credit so that you can um, get around comfortably on us because this is a, you know, our mistake type of thing. Right. And like, I'm like, what, what body shop or like car, you know, plate garage would, would do something like Nobody. that? So one, that's like the, the efficiency. It's almost like Apple in the sense that like the iPhone works with the iPad that works with the MacBook, you know, right. it's kind of like seamless transition. And, and I think the main differentiator that he has right now that no one else has are the superchargers. Right. And that's the thing is if you don't have a Tesla, you can't use those superchargers. You can't use it. It won't even fit in the... Um, and that infrastructure is existing now. There's it like 2,000 of them. There's four of them around where I live. So if I need to use... And, and like, so what I do is I plug my car in at night and it takes like five hours to charge. And then I get like 220 miles on the range. Right. And so if I... I normally don't drive more than 220 miles a day. At least I hope not to. Right. But, but right. Uh, if I have to, or if I'm going on a road trip for whatever reason, you stop at these superchargers and they can reach um, charging capacities of almost 300 miles gained uh, in charge per hour. Per hour, right. So if you like literally need to stop for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes on the road, it's just slightly longer than a stop at a gas station. Right. So, so you can drive from New York City all the way to Southern California. Right. And even down in New Mexico, they have them up in Canada. Down but in if Mexico. you have a Nissan Leaf, you can't do it. You can't do that. You have to stop and you have to if charge overnight. If I was Volvo, I would be calling Elon Musk and saying, we want to uh, license your charging technology so that we can... It's going to be... It's going to be essential <laughs> to whoever wants to compete with him to have that infrastructure. Yeah. Because then the one thing is I would never buy a car that I couldn't take on a road trip. Yeah. So and the fact that can. the superchargers are there solves that problem. And then there's supposed to be hyperchargers that I think they said charge at like a thousand miles an hour. So it could literally be a quicker stop than a gas station stop. And that's, to refuel your that car. is the future. So like all this shit, people were buy stock in Tesla. You heard it here first. This is, that is the future. <laughs> you get a piece of financial advice here on fun to speculate. They're as just well. late. Everybody's <laughs> late. Like Ford, if you want to do this, you're too late. Yeah. It just I've, feels like you're too late. We're not going to have Tesla chargers and Ford chargers. And Chevy Chargers. Yeah, it, it, it does present that problem, right? And if they all go the same route that Tesla went, which is to uh, have a charger that fits only your cars, if, you know, how many superchargers of the various different car companies can we have out there before it starts to look a little gaudy on the highway? Exactly. Like, you know. <laughs> and maybe that's the genius is that Tesla, Elon knows that they're all going to license that ability from him. And yeah, make even more. I don't know if it's true or not, but somebody at the Tesla <clears throat> um, shop told me that if another car somehow, the reason they have it fitted so no other car can use the charger is because if they put a Nissan Leaf or like a Chevy Volt onto a Tesla charger, it would burn the battery up. 
Right. I don't know if that's true or if that's like a selling point for them or what have you. But, um, but yeah, so, so if that is the case mm-hmm. and each company is going to do it retrofitted to their own vehicles, mm-hmm. then it is going to be quite a bit of uh, infrastructure and charging stations throughout the, the highway system. Everywhere. Yeah. Oh, that'll be crazy. Um, opportunity for a future business. Start a gas station where you have one of each charger. Yeah. I don't think you could call it a gas station. Though. No, but like you, <laughs> one, you have one of each, you know, yeah. or like two of each. That's a future yeah, that, business right there. Start giving me money cool. now. Let's go. I'm like ready. a very futuristic, oh, like little cafe inside. Yep. Um, okay. A couple more uh, cool car concepts that I want to mention as honorable mentions for future travel. Uh, one is called the Manta 5, which is like an aqua bike that is a bike that rides on top of the water. Please hold. We have card issues. I can't believe the crazy shit that's going to happen in our lifetime. It's going to be wild. We might be able to live forever. I think, you know, I'm actually reading a book right now called Superhuman by a guy named Dave Asprey. Okay. And he was, he was a tech guy in Silicon Valley and he was like 300 pounds, like super obese, um, was like at risk of like heart attack and stroke. The doctors told him when he was in his twenties. Wow. And so he said, I'm just going to revamp my whole life and like got into, he was kind of the guy that created or coined the term biohacking. Okay. And he literally um, does things like hyperbaric chambers, sauna with red light therapy, um, float tanks. He, he eats a very specific diet that's rich in all of the anti-aging foods out there. And he has a goal to live to 180. Wow. And so I think that, you know, medicine is kind of going the way of, before it was like, come to the doctor and I have this disease or I have this ailment and they just gave you something to mask the symptoms. And now we're getting into like, okay, what do we do to prevent those things from happening? And he's basically, mm. his, his whole thought process is this, there's the four main killers. So unless you die in a car crash or you kill yourself or get murdered or something like that, there's, you're going to die of one of four things, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, or Alzheimer's. So if you can figure, and like 97% of people die from one of those four things. Okay. So if you can get to where you can stave off those four killers, then why couldn't you push back your death until you're 140 or 150 or 180? Isn't the goal to never stop cell regeneration though? Yeah. The cell, so the cell regeneration is, there's what's called the telomere lengths. And that's like the, um, yeah, it's basically described as like the cap on a shoelace that protects the shoelace from fraying. And so basically these telomere, um, as we age and get older, they start to fray and fragment. And then the DNA that they're protecting gets damaged over time, which is why you, you know, you get wrinkles and your body doesn't regenerate itself as quickly as it used to. And Mm. that's what we know as aging. Mm -hmm. So if you can do things to one, combat the four killers, which is cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and Alzheimer's and push the things that are causing those off and then increase your health from a cellular level, then you like theoretically could really extend lifespan. Hmm. I might live forever. We just might. It's a scary thought. I saw this show on Netflix. Well, yeah, that doesn't matter. You, it's going to cost a lot of money to live forever. And yeah, a lot of people are going to have to die, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And I, I maybe if you could live forever, you would. Hmm. I'm not saying I want that to happen. I'm just saying like, I wouldn't mind it. 
I, would, I wouldn't mind living forever, yeah. but a lot of people, not everyone can live forever. Yeah, it, well, that's true. It's almost like, uh, gosh, I can't remember the name of the show on Netflix, but it was basically the whole premise. Altered Carbon was the name Altered of the show. Did Carbon. you ever see that? I haven't, but I've seen it pop up. It was cool. So every, like you had a chip. Everybody mm -hmm. had a chip with like a certain amount of time on it. And when the time, like um, almost, no, I think I'm confusing the other uh, movie. that, But basically the chip was your memory and everything in your consciousness. Okay. So when your physical body died, you could take your chip and put it in another physical body. So like what was happening was like all of these like uber wealthy people right. were living forever because they were basically living above the law and they were like... It finding, was Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, uh, no, it was. Somebody looked like him though. I can't remember. Uh, it was a good show too. I saw it a couple of years ago and I think they just came out with another season. Well, I'm thinking of another one where the, like the rich guy dies and then he wakes up as Ryan Reynolds and but he still remembers his wife. No, I think I think this sort is of. I think this is something else. Yeah, it's, it is yeah. something else. Yeah, but so basically, but it's what, similar. What was happening was these people were um, essentially finding young, healthy bodies and sacrificing them, destroying their their like little chip, their like memory card, and then putting their own in there. And then when that body would age, they would do, they would like find another person. And then oh if God. like the guy would get like unattracted to his wife he would go find some girl that he was like uber attracted to and like kill her and put his wife's consciousness in her. And then his wife was like in a totally different body, but the same consciousness. It's bizarre. It was a great show. It was, I want to yeah. watch that. It was a really good show season. I think they just came out with season two, which I think I was kind of bummed about because the storyline and the characters and all are totally different. I was right. hoping they would kind of expand on season one, but it was a good show. I don't like it when shows do that. When there's one season and the second season's totally different. I don't either. I don't, I don't like, like Black that. Mirror. I like kind of lost me with that too. Like, I, I like loved Black it. Mirror. I loved it at first, but then afterwards, I'm like, man, I kind of I get so invested in these like individual episodes that I want to see these characters and more. And then have you seen like, the newest season? No, no. Oh, the newest season's fire. You have to. Is it good with Miley Cyrus in it? It's so good. Oh no, kidding. It's so good. Um, she does like a whole like ode to Hannah Montana by playing like a pop star that's different than who she is. When she's not on stage it's crazy oh that's cool i'll have to check that out it's crazy um and uh what was the other show that did that the, the one where they danced uh and went through dimensions on netflix uh i don't know that one uh, it's right on the tip of my tongue that really handsome guy was in it no, it's not there. But the second season, basically at the end of the first season, they all transported dimensions. So in the second season, it's the same. It's different people playing the same people. And I'm like, what? This is confusing. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I have to check it. It sounds terrible. I'm on Narcos right now. That's Ooh, like, uh, we love that. Yeah, my, my Netflix binge at the moment. Okay. Did you, I just finished um, Love is Blind on Netflix. Oh yeah. My girlfriend watches that one. She's uh, highly entertained. I haven't gotten into it yet. But. It is the trashiest of trash television. Honestly, you know, and I don't know if you feel the same way being like a young executive, but there's like a certain element of like high pressure and stress that we deal with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Oh, did like a good dose of reality TV, like nonsensical TV sometimes can be like just what the doctor. Ordered. Oh my like, God. Like yes. a little X on the beach or something like that. Like, oh, like, these, these are your problems. These are problems. <laughs> I love these problems. Exactly. Oh my God. And I'm just watching them like, this is what you do, girl. Come on. Like the problem is not that crazy, but to them it's just, Exactly. exactly. You know, Sometimes like, just to check your mind out and realize, okay, like I am 
like going so far down this path of like trying to achieve and be successful and all that, that like when you take a step back and look at how people my age or our age and a little bit older mm. are living still, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I may, may not be where I'm at, where I want to be. I'm not Elon Musk yet. Right. But I'm also not a, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's not ever going to be Elon Musk. Has no. there been a proposal that he is an alien? Cause I'd like to put that proposal on forward. I think uh, a lot of people would probably second that. He's an alien. Yeah. Elon, admit it. You're an alien, but it's cool, and we like you. Yeah. Who says aliens want to come and take over our planet? They just want to come and help us get better transportation. <laughs> what do you think about the idea that if there, if aliens even came to Earth, that humans wouldn't even be able to like see it because our brains can't like comprehend it? Yeah. I mean, I think I think there's merit to to all of that. Yeah. There's like there's so much that our human brains and our consciousness can can comprehend and understand. And there's and, so much that they can't. Yeah. And to think that there's not things that are powers that are at play or things that are happening that we can't perceive. I think that's a pretty accurate. I heard this thing on a podcast the other day that like really blew my mind and thinking about like fourth, fifth dimension things. Like um, if I told you right now that there are beings all around us and they can see us and kind of interact with us, but we can't perceive them whatsoever. You'd be like, what are you talking about? That's crazy. But that's what happened like however many hundred years ago when scientists discovered like germs and biology and like little microorganisms, yeah. little living things all around, but they didn't even know that they were there for all of previous human history. Like there could be things that we don't perceive happening around us. I don't know how we got on this train, but yeah, it's a good one to be on. Yeah, it's a good one. Fourth <laughs> dimension, fifth dimension. That's lit shit. Ah, that's the train. Elon Musk is a higher dimension being. Elon Musk is a higher dimension being who has transcended back into physical reality and is controlling the hands of a semi-handsome earth human. But really, <laughs> catch that compliment. Trying to get a Tesla. Catch that compliment, Elon. Um, it's kind of a backhanded compliment. Right? <laughs> he's a semi-handsome I did say semi-handsome. Well, I don't think he's going to believe me if I'm like, Elon Musk is so hot. Like, no one's going to believe that. You're not, Elon. It, but that's why I can be real with you. You're married. Who cares? Anyways, um, I just want a Tesla. <laughs> um, moving on. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, fourth dimension, fifth dimension, they are, they are lit. Have you heard of the Volkswagen uh, hover car? Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen it. It's like this little pod. It's like like the shape of this microphone, two-seater, and it they're building magnetic roads in China for it right now to it would be magnetic like repulsion, so they would just hover above the ground. That's awesome. Yeah, and they're really making it happen. That's going to be really interesting. One thing I think that we can both agree on is that those buses that we see the simulation of where the cars drive underneath them. Oh my God. The one that gives me anxiety just looking at that. Yeah. They have like buses that ride on like on the roads and go over cars and it like through traffic just forward. Yeah. I always see the I simulations know. for that on like YouTube and Facebook and stuff like that. And I just think to myself, what if that car needed to turn at that street? Right. Very much like my opinion of Denver's public transportation system. I think it creates more problems than it solves. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, and in the animations that you watch, it always like shows like when there's like an accident or a traffic jam and it's like, here are the escape routes. And it has like people just like jettisoning off the side. And I'm like, well, that doesn't seem safe for like the 90 year old women who are going to need to use exactly. the bus. Yeah. Like, it's going to jump out of the doesn't yeah. seem intelligent. This, it just seems like a lot more problems than it creates. When um, I think of something like that, I always picture that being in Jamaica. And, you know, you spent some time down there with yeah. us. So, you know how, uh, 
Like imagine that, that wouldn't work in Jamaica. Not at all. No, those things would be littered on the side of the roads. For sure. They, it wouldn't work at all. Um, and the one car that I really want to give a shout out to is the Audi AI Trail. Okay. I'm going to show you a picture of it. Yeah, I need to see this one. Um, it's a cool ass car. It is like the few, it looks to me like the future of what um, like off-roading will be and exploratory kind of stuff. Here it is. We'll pop it up on the screen. For those of you watching the video on oh, theweedtube.com, for those of you who aren't, pop your Google out really quick. Look it up. Audi AI Trail. This kind of looks like the uh, the Cybertruck. It kind of does, but I think it looks a little better. I hate to say it because <laughs> I do love the Cybertruck, yeah. but I think this looks a little better. It is kind of the future of cars. One of the coolest parts about this thing is uh, it has headlights for sure, but instead of like spotlights up top like a normal off-road would have, it has two drones that lift off from the car and light the road in front of you. And if you park like off-roading for, is, for off-roading, yeah. And if you park and get out of your car at night, the, the drones will follow you and light your path. That is awesome. That is fucking cool. When I heard that, I was like, that is, that's the future of off-roading. That's very cool. It has four electric motors, so one for each wheel, and it has a 500-kilometer range, which is pretty good. Yeah, the drones thing. And it's controlled only with your phone. That is really cool. Like, you just, your phone is the key. I think ultimately that the next, maybe not the next generation, but the one after that will never learn how to drive. Because I think right. that I think I mean my car literally drives itself. I could take a nap. If no I one knows to. how to drive a stick anymore. No, I don't. I do. do I could teach you. That's pretty cool. Very well. But I think I think that you know driverless cars because mm. obviously there's a lot of death that happens on the highways and on the road and stuff like that. And I know for a it'll fact eliminate that all it would, that it, at least substantially curtail it. Human error is a oh, big yeah. part of it. I mean, look at planes crashing. Like almost a hundred percent of the time. It was pilot error. Yeah. Those planes know what they're doing. And and so do, you know, even my car. It's it can it can literally navigate me all the way to my dad's house a half right. hour away, get me off the exit, and then tell me to take back over as soon as we get off the exit to drive it on the street. Wow. The first time I did it, I was freaked out, man. I was it won't like, let you drive on the street. It doesn't want to drive on the street. You can put the autopilot on on the street. Basically, what it needs is it needs to see the lanes clearly on both sides. So it needs to see the lines. Right. And then it, it will keep you. You can set it from between one and seven car lengths. So you can set it between one and seven car lengths from the car in front of you. And it will just keep you at Do that. Do you ever distance. set it at one? Yeah, it gets a little gets a little scary. At it gets one. a little yeah. scarier than it does. <laughs> My dad, one time when uh, we were watching a video about it, he was like, "How does it see the lines?" And I'm like, "How do you see the lines?" <laughs> like, it sees it the same way that you do, <laughs> if not eyes. better, if not like with way more clear. It yeah. sees the fourth dimension beings. It's so cool because it can see like it shows you the cars in front of you in this like little screen image thing, and it can tell if it's a truck. Or if it's a motorcycle, or if it's an SUV, or a car, and it shows that, or a pedestrian, it shows this like little stick figure, like walking <laughs> across the street. It's 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 trippy, man. It's That's really so crazy. interesting. Wow, this has been a really fun episode of Fun to Speculate, Stephen. Thank you so much for coming to talk with me about Absolutely. this. Absolutely, thanks for having me. Um, before you go, tell everybody how they can find out more about High Spirits and try these delicious drinks. Absolutely, yeah. So um, High Spirits is the like we were talking about earlier in the episode is the company I started. Um, it is basically a alcohol-inspired but also alcohol-free beverage. So we have a bourbon and blood orange, Moscow Mule, Chipotle grapefruit margarita. So we wanted to elevate um, the flavor profiles uh, for CBD beverages. Mm. So what we did was we added essences of alcohol, different intricate flavors, and removed um, 
basically the alcohol from the mixed drink and added CBD in its place. So you can still have a margarita and kick back at the end of the day, but you can do it without alcohol. And right. you can find us at highspiritscraft.com. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a launch city of Miami and uh, in Houston. So if you're in those areas, we're in retail. And then if not, um, we do sell and ship anywhere online. Okay. Well, there you go. High Spirits. That's it. Dot com. High Spirits Craft. Craft. Dot com yeah. with a C. High Spirits Craft. Yes, com. com. Okay, great. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you listen to the next one and follow Steven and follow me and get a Clarwind coupon code Aaron420. Thank you so much Thanks, for listening. Guys. Have a great day.